0: Hi guys, welcome to episode six of the Irish Balance podcast. As a very quick introduction, if you guys haven't heard of me before or heard of my podcast, my name is Kira. I'm an Irish girl and a qualified medical doctor. I'm currently doing a full-time one-year master's in public health and nutrition at University College in Dublin after three years of hospital training. I started my blog www.theirishbalance.com just over two years ago now because as a doctor and as a blogger I'm passionate about preventative medicine, health promotion and overall public health, particularly how our lifestyles affect our health through the food we eat, the physical activity we undertake, how we manage our stress and our sleep as well as our social well-being. I want to show you through my blog, my social media and now my podcast that we can empower ourselves to live happy, healthy lifestyles full of balance. And I really hope you guys are loving my content through the blog and through this podcast as much as I love creating it. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Irish Balance for all of those platforms. Hopefully, you guys have tuned into the previous episodes of my podcast. It was very much a 2019 goal of mine to just get started, and I spent too long overthinking it, so I am absolutely chuffed that I got it going. And the feedback has been absolutely amazing from you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in each week. And for sending me nice messages and emails about the content, I'm absolutely over the moon. And it makes me very relieved that I finally got my voice out there. This week's episode is something a little bit different, but I think it's a conversation that's definitely growing. And I think it is definitely a a topic that's worth devoting a podcast episode to. And it's about our relationship with our phones and social media. Last year, I wrote a blog post called Step Back From The Screen, Taking A Digital Break For Your Brain which if you haven't read, I highly recommend you go to. It was something that was very personal to me to write about and was very much uh, written to help you guys and also to help me make some changes to my life. We all know that technology grows and gets faster and faster every single day. I'm sure I'm not the only one who had one of the old school Nokias as their first mobile phone. And some of you listening to this may have grown up when there wasn't mobile phones, or at least very basic ones, or only in the movies. And really, it is pretty amazing that we all carry around mini computers in our hands pretty much all the time. Amazing in one way, but terrifying in another. I was working um, in the hospitals until July of 2018, when I had applied for my master's. So I had to leave the hospital work for a while to go back to college for my master's for the year. So I felt until that time, I was always pretty good at being responsible with my phone use. Obviously in the hospital, it's a pretty busy day, so you don't really have time to be on social media. So I would do my blog writing and my social media posts either before or after work, and then put it away during the time when I was in the hospital, devoting my full attention to the day job. Then in September, I obviously started my master's and a whole new different kind of commitments came about. And throughout the past kind of six to nine months, I've really been reflecting on my own relationship with my phone, particularly so at times when I have to be productive in other areas of my life outside of the blog. For example, I just had Christmas exams um, for the end of semester one of my master's, and I actually ended up quite proud of myself that I was able to control my phone use as much as I needed to in order to focus on study for a good three weeks. I've always been a person who would say I have pretty good willpower. But I think we'd all agree that our addiction to our phones is probably where it's hardest to exercise that muscle. Last year, I also listened to some podcasts on this topic. And really, the thought I had when I was reflecting on all of this was how much time per day do I spend on my phone? I really felt uneasy reflecting on what the true answer might be. And so I decided that I had to make some changes. Now, I use an Android, I don't use an iPhone, but I do know that the iPhone has this new feature in it where you can see how many hours per day you're spending on various social media apps that you have. Android don't have that yet, so I don't really want that piece of technology on my phone just yet. But all the same, I think most of us would agree we probably spend too much time in the world of the apps that exist in our mobiles. And actually, from a science and a health point of view, there is a lot of evidence that has come out in the last few years about blue light that's emitted from our phones and from tablets and its effect on our sleep, particularly our sleep quality and the effect it has on our sleep hormone, melatonin. Now, I'll park that thought for the moment and um, because I am going to do a podcast episode on some tips on sleep. But suffice to say that this blue light does have an effect and can be quite detrimental to our sleep, sleep quality, particularly if we fall asleep looking at our phones, which I'm sure I'm not the only person who can put their hand up and say that's happened before. So let's get into it. I'm going to share the three tips that I have adopted as habits for myself that I really try to be quite strict on myself on over the last six months to try and improve my relationship with my phone and break what's a pretty honest addiction. Some of you might not have thought of your relationship with your phone as being an addiction before, but I think if you really reflect on it, most of us could probably admit to a degree of it. It's definitely something I don't mind being honest about because it makes me want to make some changes, which I did. So number one, number one is turn off your notifications. Yep, you heard me. So if you do this already, fair play to you. I did it last year, I think uh, just before this summer. So on my phone, my notifications for email, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all my WhatsApp groups, all my messages. Not phone calls and not certain WhatsApps, but apart from those tiny little things, um, so I can take phone calls, WhatsApp messages that aren't groups, and that's it. And everything else, I have to check notifications for myself. So my phone buzzes very, very little during the day. In fact, if I think back, it might even have been 2017 when I did this, and I've literally never looked back. If your phone is buzzing from app updates every few seconds, never mind minutes, you're constantly reacting to it. Personally I already knew I picked up my phone to check updates manually more than I should and really I don't need to be told every time. There's a like on a post I've done on Instagram or Twitter and there is no immediate need to respond to every DM or tweet that you get. If there was an actual emergency your friends and family will be ringing you at least or persistently messaging you outside of social media and trust me you'd know all about it. Now, if you're not sure you can stick to it, trust me, you can. It is absolutely liberating. Once you switch off, you get this awesome feeling of having taken back your time. And to be honest, I've yet to meet someone who has switched off notifications and missed them enough or at all to turn them back on. So that guys is your first challenge for this week's podcast. Try turning them off for just one week and you can do it in kind of a graduated way. So maybe try it for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for this week. Leave your WhatsApp, leave your emails, or just do it for your emails and one of your social media apps and just see how you find it. I guarantee your brain will be a lot clearer and so will your productivity. Okay, let's move on to number two, out of sight, out of mind. So this one is a real bugbearer of mine because it's also one I'm really focusing on personally. Okay, picture this. You've got yourself a really nice Saturday morning planned. You're off to meet your friend for a cheeky coffee or maybe you're getting breakfast together, going to a workout class. That's my kind of start to the day. So you get to the cafe, order your coffee, order your food, park your bums for a non-stop catch up for the morning. You pop your phones onto the table so you can see them. You guys start chatting, there's loads to catch up on, your coffee arrives, your food arrives, and the latte art is really Insta-worthy, as is the food, so you've got to get a pic for Instagram. Then once you've done that, another notification comes through, someone's tweeted you, someone's liked your tweet. Suddenly, 15 minutes have gone by and you guys have not continued your conversation. Sound familiar? Yeah, that might be a first world problem, but actually it's what a lot of generations at the moment are doing. This means that we're not giving the people around us the time and attention that they want and deserve from us. Phones away from the table isn't just a rule the parents gave their kids to teach them manners when they're young. It's a rule we have to apply to ourselves as adults too. Out of sight, out of mind is the perfect phrase to describe what I mean here. If your phone is never more than six inches away from your twitching fingers, you're always going to be tempted to pick it up and scroll, which is a time warp. And to be honest, it's a really big waste of your time and it's a very common way for us to procrastinate and shut down productivity for the day. I'm sure I'm not the only person who said, oh, just do a little bit of scrolling. Suddenly half an hour has passed by and I have no idea where that time went. Last year, I cut out scrolling, banned myself from it and said I wasn't doing it. So when I go on Instagram, I do my posts, I'll reply, chat to you guys, do my stories and I have a couple of things I like to keep track of. But really, apart from once in a blue moon, I don't scroll. As a general rule, here's what I do to be out of sight, out of mind. So when I'm out with a friend or when I'm with family or having a meal with someone, my phone will be in my bag. If I'm at college or I'm at the hospital working, the same applies. If I need to start writing, reading or doing some recipe creation for the blog, I'll hide it, except for taking it out maybe for photos for recipes. Yep, I am human and I am a food blogger, so I definitely do take an old brunch photo the odd time if it's a really awesome looking dish and my friend wants to as well. Same goes for an event if I'm going to it as a blogger or I'm working with some brands, then obviously I'll make the exception there too. But otherwise, it's in the bag, it's on silent, and I'm not checking it. This is really important because we should give our friends and family the time and attention they deserve and want from us. Your phone can't lend you an ear when you need to figure something out, and it definitely can't offer you a shoulder to cry on. And neither can any social media following, and not tangibly. Social media in particular is not a substitute for social contact and human interaction. So remember... All of these apps could disappear tomorrow, so you need to have a presence in the real world more than you need to have it online. Finally, number three. Number three is switch off to start and finish your day. So our phones enable us to do so much and keep us so well connected at home and abroad at every single hour of the day. Like I said, that's both awesome and terrifying. It's fantastic because it makes the vast world we live in a much smaller place. We can Skype family tens of millions of miles away. We can do find our iPhone if we lose it. We more or less have an app for everything at this point. We have Google at our fingertips. We have the answer to any question, even if it's always very possible that it's not the right answer. As a side note, please never go Dr. Google on me, guys. You'll always get the worst possible scenario. But anyway, this means we're constantly stimulated by technology. We start our day with a screen, we spend the day with screens, and that might be because of your work, or if you don't work in media, it might just be because you're at a computer all day in an office job. And when we finish the day, we're commuting with our heads and our phones to go home and look at TV, catch up on social media, maybe open up the laptop again, do more work, answer emails. It's crazy. And trust me, I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect in this regard. Hence why I'm trying to work on it. If you've been on public transport recently, I'm sure you'll have seen most heads around you are down looking at phones. We do not look up enough anymore and we can always be contacted. You know how I talk about how our bodies need rest days from training? Our brains are the same. It really isn't good for us to be on alert all the time via this little computer we carry in our pockets. It keeps us in this kind of fight or flight stress response both day and night and makes it a lot harder to switch off from a day of work if your phone is still buzzing at nine o'clock at night. So here's my antidote and here's what I'm working on. For the first and last hour of your day, or even the first and last 30 minutes if an hour isn't feasible, keep your head out of your phone. I got really strict on this on myself last year. So in July, I started banning social media for the first hour of my day, which is usually when I do some form of exercise, whether it's a walk or some yoga or I go to the gym. And I'll bring my phone in case I need to be contacted in case of an emergency, but I don't check emails. I play music with it um, and I don't use social media. And it's at least an hour and it makes the world of a difference. I'm still working on the nighttime one. Um, aiming for 30 minutes starting this month. That's one of my big New Year's intentions. I did get quite good at it last year and then let it slide, um, particularly around exams when I was studying all day and catching up on social media in the evening. So just like you guys, I need to get better at it. Alternative things to start and end your day instead of waking up, rolling over and looking at your phone, try getting up, taking a walk outside, getting some exercise in, listen to some music, do some yoga... Maybe just some stretching or writing three things that you're grateful for at the end of the day or the start of the day, or try some mindfulness and meditation. Try 10 minutes with the Kama. That's what I do at nighttime. Enjoying your breakfast outside, your cup of coffee outside, sitting down to have your cup of coffee on your way to work. Maybe just use your phone to listen to a podcast, maybe this podcast, or remember those books we all said we'd read that we all wanted to read more of. Well, that's a great time to do it too. Whatever floats your boat. Bottom line is, try not to make your phone screen the first and last thing your brain sees every day. This is particularly important at night, as I've said. The sleep research out there tells us that blue light emitted by our phones delays the onset of our sleep by delaying the release of our sleep hormone, which is called melatonin. Okay, I've given you guys quite a bit to think about. Let's recap. The three tips and the three things I'm doing, turn off notifications, out of sight, out of mind, and switching off to start and finish your day. If all of this seems too much at once, take one at a time. So maybe this week you turn off notifications for a couple of different apps. Or if that doesn't suit you right now, maybe you try no social media for the first hour of your day or the first 30 minutes or the last. Trust me, if I can do it, you can too. The final thing I want to say is that it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently, but all of these apps could literally disappear tomorrow morning. The world that we let ourselves escape into through, particularly Instagram, I think is quite bad for it. Twitter, Facebook, they could literally disappear overnight. And what would you have instead? The real world. So make sure that your presence in the real world is more important to you than your one online. And yes, I say that as a girl who runs a blog online, who now has a podcast online and uses social media, because it reminds me to really give those in my real world life as well, more of my time and presence and not to let any desire to check my apps take from that. So I'd love your feedback on this guys. If you have listened and it's resonated with you and you're going to give one of these tips a go, let me know, leave me a comment on the podcast, send me an email, pop me a DM on Instagram, uh, tweet me. Um, And yes, I know I'm encouraging you to use your phones to do that, but when positive, I do think that social media and technology has is to spread really important healthy lifestyle messages and I do like using it for that positive purpose so thank you for tuning in and I look forward to chatting to you guys again next week talk to you soon bye